try and hurry uh, just as fast as I can anyway, but I can't go too fast or it'll sound like I'm speaking a bunch of gibberish and we don't speak in tongues, amen? So it is good to be here tonight. Acts chapter number 8. And if you will... chapter number 8, verse number 25 through 35. If you found your place, say amen. 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 Acts chapter 8, verse number 25. I feel a little bit different tonight. I don't know about you. I guess because we didn't have church Sunday morning. I feel all all kinds of out of sorts tonight. So y'all pray for us. Acts chapter 8, verse 25 through 35. The Bible said this, And they, when they had testified and preached the word of the Lord, returned to Jerusalem and preached the gospel in many villages of the Samaritans. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. The Bible said, And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, and eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure, and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot, read Isaiah the prophet. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah, and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I, except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The Bible said the place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter. And like a lamb dumb before his shearer, so opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee. Of whom speaketh the prophet this? Of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. Amen. So in our last studies, we have been looking at this man uh, named Philip. And we've been looking at this man tonight as well. And he's named Simon the Sorcerer tonight. Y'all remember that. And we've seen tonight how that Philip uh, here, he's went down to Samaria to these people. And we've seen how a hopeless people tonight now have hope in their life. And before we go any further tonight in the us, I want to say that I'm glad tonight that you and I that are saved are serving the true and the living God tonight. And I'm glad tonight that we have hope tonight and I'm glad that our hope is not in man tonight but our hope is in the living God. Ain't you glad for that tonight? I mean friend if we could ever get a hold tonight of the fact of how big that God is it would make us rejoice in our heart for the God that we get to serve and live for every day of our life. I mean friend he's no little God tonight. He's big. 
think about a God tonight who can fling all the stars that we get to see from His fingertips. The God who can make the snow and, and make it rain. And, and, and the God who created the heaven and the earth tonight. That's the God we serve. He's no little God tonight. There's folks tonight that have sat at home, and I know some want to be in church, they couldn't be, but there's folks that sit at home and would rather watch TV than worship the God that made the TV to begin with. It's by Him all things are possible. Hey, friend, what a God we get to serve tonight. And I'm glad that we're not serving a dead God. He's alive and He's well tonight. He's still yet the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He's not dead and He's not done. My friend, listen, he's alive and he's well. While he was in Samaria with Philip tonight, saving souls to the glory of God. That's who our God is. Philip is thundering out the gospel of Christ. Folks are being saved in Samaria. There's one soul that we've looked at, though, who would not get saved. Remember that? We've talked about that. So we've looked at Simon the sorcerer and we've seen his pride. We looked at that in our last study and we read that. The Bible said in verse number 20, But Peter said to him, Thy money perish with thee because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Now the gift being talked about there again was the giving of the Holy Spirit of God. So Simon thought that he could buy this gift with money, but you and I tonight know that the gift cannot be bought with money tonight. I'm glad tonight you can't buy off God. Ain't you glad? I mean, friend, if we had a million dollars or a billion dollars, we could go to the White House and probably pay Biden to do what we wanted him to do. You can't buy off God. Ain't you glad of that tonight? You know, if you could buy off God, the devil would have went to him and said, well, we'll just sell Nathan Jones because he's useless anyway. But God says, I can't be bought. Because I've paid the price for him. Amen. He is mine and I am his. Ain't you glad tonight? Friend. Uh, anyway. He desired to buy the gift of, of giving the Holy Ghost of God. And we know the gift can't be bought. We saw that in our last study. We read verse 21. The Bible says, Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart is not right in the sight of God. So Simon the sorcerer here could not be right with God. Why, preacher? Because all this man cared about tonight was getting fortune and getting fame in his life. He was more concerned about himself. And we know tonight that that is not Christianity. So See, the problem tonight is not Christianity. The problem's with us. Sometimes we think too highly of ourselves. I'm not going there tonight. I've got to get on. I've got to get done. But friend, as we said in our last study, there are some people in our day that call themselves a child of God who are only in this thing for themselves. That's sad, ain't it? But it's true. There's a lot of folk at church tonight. That are there, but there for the wrong reason. There to say, look at me. There so they can say, tomorrow morning, I was in church. Where was you at? If we come for that reason, we have missed the mark. We've got to come because we want to get around God's people and around God's Word and let God talk to us. Hey, friend, with a lot of folks of our day, it's about selfishness. That's sad. When it's you and I that are saved, Jesus Christ tells us to live a life of selflessness. Not selfishness, selflessness. If we could ever get a hold of that, man, at the way the church house would be tonight. 
But we're too selfish. I know folks arguing over the color. I've heard of folks arguing over the roof, the color of a roof. You think that at the judgment seat of Christ that we're going to stand and give an account for the color of a roof? I just don't see that, do you? Look, if y'all wanted pink carpet, I'd, I'd go like that right there. But if that's the vote, then I guess pink carpet's what we have. But I'm telling you, friend, we can put polka dots on the wall and I'd still groan a little bit. But I'm telling you tonight, if we still yet had a place where God could meet with us tonight, I would look at pink polka dots if I had to, and I'd look at pink carpet if I had to, as long as God be in this place. That's all that matters. I don't think we'll ever have to do that. But I'm just saying tonight, I don't think we'll stand in the judgment seat of Christ and give an account for the collar of the carpet or the collar of the pad on the pew. You. Well, anyway, here. Simon's about himself. I've got way off course. And Simon tonight is trying to make a name for himself. And we see that he's not right. Then we look in verse 22 through 24. The Bible says, Repent therefore of this thy wickedness, and pray God, if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven thee. The Bible said, I perceive that thou art in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. And then, uh, then answered Simon and said, Pray to the Lord for me that none of these things which he has spoken come upon me. Peter tells this sorcerer in our Bible to repent of his sin and turn to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, for him to do that would mean he's going to have to humble himself. We had to come humble to Christ the day we got saved. I couldn't pray for you and you couldn't pray for me. Peter tells him this. And then he's also letting me know in our text that if he don't, he's going to have to suffer because he's in the bond of iniquity. Friend, this man's sins found him out is what's happened. Now he's got to make a choice. We know what the choice was. Simon the sorcerer asked Peter if he prayed for him, which shows you and me tonight, this man would not humble himself uh, under God and he would not get saved because of his pride. Oh, friend, tonight, may I say to you the very thing that is hindering the church today, hindering Simon, Peter, Simon the sorcerer from getting saved. His pride. If we'd ever let go of our pride, we'd have church. You know why folks don't do this? Because pride. What well, someone's not going to think if I believe my hand. When the preacher's preaching rough, what if I get up and give her a shout? What's well, someone's going to think? Who cares? Who cares? Go ahead. Shout her out. That's what you need to do. Well, let's get back in our study tonight. Read verse 25 again. The Bible said this, And they, when they had testified and preached the word of the Lord, returned to Jerusalem and preached the gospel in many villages of the Samaritans. So here we see tonight that even though Simon the sorcerer didn't get right, these men did not quit. And they didn't give up tonight. Friend, it was as they were on their way back to Jerusalem. They're now stopping and preaching in Samaria some more. Listen, what's happening here is that the gospel of Christ is, is being carried out just like God wanted it to be. 
God had a plan. The Bible said in Acts 1 and verse number 8, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea, listen to this, and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. It was at this time the gospel of Christ is now spreading with uh, 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 outside of Jerusalem and now it's going into Samaria just like God said it was going to do Ain't that amazing? The way that we carry out the commission tonight. Those missionary letters that we read tonight. We carry out the great commission by sending them to where we cannot go. I can't go to Cuba. God called me here. I cannot go to the jail. God called me at Mountain View. Some of us probably ought to be in jail, but we ain't, Brother David. Hallelujah for that. But friend, God called us here. Friend, it was here they're now going back to where they come from, which is Jerusalem. Keep that in your mind. Now look at what happens verse number 26. The Bible said, And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise, and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. So once again, God here comes to Philip, and we see tonight that now the angel of the Lord is telling Philip to go where some will not go again. He's done went to Samaria and God ain't done with him yet. Friend, this is a big miracle. The angel of the Lord is talking to Philip. Who's the angel of the Lord tonight? I'm going to tell you what I think. Now, you don't have to think this. You can think whatever you want to. I think the angel of the Lord here speaks Lord Jesus Christ in angel form. I'm not getting into all that right now. But this angel tells him now to arise and go toward the south. He's to go into Gaza, which is a desert. And the thing we see from this tonight is that now God has business to do with Philip. The angel told him to arise. That's showing tonight that there's a work for him to do. And I want to say this tonight. If there's ever been a day that the church needs to arise, it is today. How many of you really believe that this is the end? Wow. Maybe I need to ask that again. How many of you really believe we are nearing the end of this thing? You can slip up your hand tonight. That'll be all right. It's getting close. Don't you think, preacher, I don't like this. Don't you think it's time for us to do something? You ever thought about it? If we believed that it was the end, like we say we do, We'd arise and do something. Amen. Well, listen, the Bible said in Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6 through 9, Go the ant, thou sluggard, consider her ways and be wise. I mean, the Bible plainly said to go out and look at an ant and watch it and be wise. Well, what's the ant do? The Bible said this, which having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provideth her meat in the summer and gathereth her food in the harvest. What's that ant doing? That ant's working. The Bible said, How long wilt thou sleep, O sluggard? When wilt thou rise out of thy sleep? May I say to you tonight, with all respect, the church has become the sluggard of our day, and it's time for us as God's people to arise to action and do something for you. If Philip had not have arose to action, then we know tonight that there might not have been hope for this Ethiopian eunuch in our Bible tonight. Philip did not question. Philip was willing tonight to go where God sent him. It was on the other side of all this. God knew about a man down there. He's going to send Philip to him. I wonder if God knows who we're going to come in contact with tomorrow. Right? 
I wonder. He knows everything. God was using this deacon in our text named Philip to tell about Christ. And I want to say this. If God can use Philip, God can use you. He can. Well, preacher, I'm shy. All right. There's things called Bible tracts in the back of the church there. And guess what? They're great little tools. Use them. They're there. They're on the wall. You know what I was praying when I went and got in place? I prayed, Lord, I hope I have to fill the rack every week. I may have filled it once. Use There's a lady that called me, and I meant to bring these tonight. And I guess, I guess maybe I'll bring them next time I preach like this, or I may bring them Sunday morning. There's a lady called me. Me and my wife had no clue really what she was going to say. And here's what she said in a nutshell. She said, I had you on my heart. And she said, I have got to give you these books. And I said, okay, we'll meet you somewhere. So we go meet this lady. Here's what she hands us. A bag full of God's plan of salvation. She said, I put these at the gas pumps. And she said, I leave my little cross with them. She said, I put them everywhere. Well, if we had a desire like that. Think about it. Chris Cox had given her the books. Now the books are in our hands. I don't know. But there they are. But here's Philip tonight. He's about to go. But now look what happens. The Bible said verse 27 through 28. And he arose and went. And behold. Said look. A man of Ethiopia. And eunuch of great authority. Under Candace queen of the Ethiopians. Who had the charge of all their treasure. And had come to Jerusalem for to worship. Was returning and sitting in his chariot, read Isaiah the prophet. All right, so we see this. Ain't it amazing how God is tugging on the other side of this? I mean, friend, God called Philip by an angel to go this place, and, and friend, God was this man was ready here to receive the gospel of Christ. This is not a coincidence. How many of you believe in coincidences? I really don't. Do you? A quinky dink, as my pastor calls it, a quinky dink. I believe in that. But the thing that it is tonight is it's God tonight working on this man's heart. But at any rate, we see Philip goes there. It's been said tonight that the place that this man Philip met was a place that was one of the great kingdoms of Africa. I don't know about that. I'm not too good with the map. And it's been said that in our text, this area would include the countries that were close to the Tigris and Euphrates River. But it was this man which Philip's about to meet. He's a eunuch of great authority. This is no little man that Philip's about to meet in our text. Look at this. This man tonight's an officer or a counselor of the state. Now, what do you think would happen if this man got saved? He's, he's no little man. Not like you and me. You didn't know me till we come here. I'm, I'm, no, I'm nobody. But this man here, wherever he went, People say, wait a minute, that's the counselor of Africa. What do you think God's planning with this man? What if he got saved? Reckon people know it? 
Friend, God knows what He's doing. This man had been given charge of all the treasure, so we see he's a respected man, verse 28. We see the eunuchs now sitting in his chariot. I believe that he might have been a Jew, or that's what I think. If I'm wrong, I'll be wrong. But I believe that he was tonight. He had come to worship. Then he's reading out of the book of Isaiah, which is what the Bible means in verse 28. Isaiah is the prophet Isaiah here in the text. So he had no doubt come to this land to worship the true and living God. He no doubt came to worship under Judaism. But we know Christ is not under Judaism. So what this man's about to find out is the Savior he's looking for. The Savior had come. Look at this. Read verse uh, 29 through 30. This will make sense in a minute. The Bible said, Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself in his chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? Now the Spirit of God it speaks to Philip as well. We see he bids Philip to come to this eunuch, this eunuch and Philip now runs to this man. We see that he didn't make excuse tonight like we do lots of times. God will knock on our hearts to talk to somebody. What's the first thing we do? Uh-uh. Lord, I can't do that. Is anybody else like that or is it just me? Lord, I can't do that. No, Philip said, okay, Lord, I'll go. Boy, that ain't that what we need to do. God's, what I found out is when I do go, God most of the time is already working on the other side. Here's this eunuch. Philip goes to him. God's working on the other time. Friend, he could have made excuses. I mean, he could have said, well, uh, Lord, I don't even know this man. Could have. He could have said, but Lord, that man's in a chariot. I'm on foot. Lord, I can't talk to this man. Philip obeyed without question, without doubt. Now, Philip's given the opportunity to witness to this man. Our Bible, I can see him tonight. Could you look at Philip? This man that he's never met now says, why don't you come up here with me? Huh. God's a big God, ain't He? I said that at the beginning. Why don't you climb up here? Philip says, understandest thou what thou readest? He says, do you understand what you even read? He didn't even introduce himself to this man. This man said, just come on up here. That'd be weird in our day and time, wouldn't it? We, pick, we don't pick up strangers at our house. I don't know if you do or not. You just can't trust people these days. But friend, listen. Here he is tonight. Philip is determined to tell him about Christ. Now look at what the eunuch said in verse 31. He said, how can I? Philip said, do you understand? And he said, how can I accept some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. Oh, how we ought to thank God for the people tonight that's helped us to come to Christ. Friend, I thank God for my pastor who preached me the truth. Well, me and my wife was in sad shape. He got to preaching on drinking one night. Me and, my, me and my wife walked up to Brother Phil and said, well, what's so wrong with it? You know what he said? I said, don't take my word for it. Let's see what God has to say. And he took us through the word of God and told us the truth. Thank God he told us the truth. He lied to us. Then later on, he preached Christ. We got saved. Thank the Lord. But the Spirit of God tonight, I want to say this before, before I go any further. I want to say this, you Sunday school teachers, I want you to understand your labor is not in vain. Well, preacher, we got a little church. Yeah, 
But who knows what God may do with these little ones one day. D.L. Moody was a little man one day. Charles Haddon Spurgeon was a little man one day. And a Sunday school teacher, I'm sure. Think about that. Billy Sunday was a little man one time. Right? And it's a blessing to me when our little girl gets in the car and is excited. Says, Dad, guess what I learned at Sunday school? You know what that does? Fires me up. Amen. I like it. You're, you just keep teaching. Amen. You Sunday school teacher tonight. You keep going. So we see tonight, friend, the Spirit of God is at work in this man's life. He's de desiring in his heart to know the truth. And he wants to know the truth about not what man says, but what the Word of God says. And it don't much matter what man might say tonight. It's all about the Word of God. So, friend, it's God's Word that will stand the test of time. Not man's Word tonight. God's Word will stand. So the thing that this man needed tonight was for somebody to guide him into the truth. We need folks in our day and our time who will rightly guide folks into the truth. Boy, there's a mess today. The Bible said in Romans 10, 14 through 15, How then shall they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in Him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? I am looking tonight at a bunch of preachers. And you women, you preach to the house. I'm just kidding. We'll pay for that, won't we? Yeah. Just kidding. We can all tell somebody about Christ. I didn't mean to get you in trouble. <laughs> We can all tell somebody about Jesus. The Bible said, And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. I want to say it again. Thank God for men tonight who will rightly divide the word of truth. Thank the Lord for Sunday school teachers. This man is desiring that Philip would tell him the truth of what the Scripture has to say. Let's move on. 32 through 33. The Bible said this. The place of the Scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter. And like a lamb dumb before his shearer, so open he not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. Could you imagine now what's going through the mind of this eunuch? He has opened up the book of Isaiah. And look at this. This man didn't have the New Testament like you and me have in our day. And it was this man who not heard the Holy Ghost of God. He probably never heard about Christ. And what, what he's reading there tells me that. He's sitting and wondering just who is this talking about? You and I know who it's talking about. It's talking about Christ. And friend, tonight, listen. It talks about the awful things that Jesus went through for you and for me. But this man had no clue. He's reading tonight from Isaiah 53, verse 7 through 8. The Bible said he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before his shears is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living, for the transgression of my people was he stricken. This man wanted to know who it was this is talking about. He wanted to know who it was Brother David who was arrested and who was, would not open his mouth. He wanted to know who took the beatings. He had no idea tonight. He wanted to know who the Lamb was. Could you imagine? 
Boy, I wish the lost would get hungry and want to know who the Lamb was. I wish they'd read the book of Isaiah and come up to us, Brother David, and say, who is this talking about? And we could say, oh, oh, that's talking about one. That's the greatest man that ever lived. He's greater than any superhero in a comic book. He is the man, Christ Jesus. I wish they would ask, don't you? Friend, this eunuch has to know. Read verse 34. The Bible said, And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this? Of himself or of some other man? Is Isaiah talking about himself? We see this eunuch asking. He's begging tonight. He is searching for something. Friend, half of the world is searching for something. And they're looking at it in the wrong, the wrong place. They're searching. They're wanting something. Boy, could you imagine the people that go to a methadone clinic searching for something. And they're searching in the wrong place. Searching for uh, searching in the bottom of a bottle, and they're searching in the wrong place, searching in needles, and they're searching in the wrong place. This man is searching in the right place. Read verse 35. I'm gonna hush. The Bible said, Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. Friend, it was Philip now. He's saying, Hey, this man this is talking about. His name's Jesus. There's no doubt in my mind tonight that now Philip's taking this opportunity. You hear that word opportunity? I want you to get hold of that. Philip is taking an opportunity. An opportunity. To tell this man about just how much Jesus Christ loves him. Philip preached Jesus unto this man just like he had when he was in Samaria. His message has not, has not changed. The message has not changed in our day. Friend, I bet he read it back and told him it was by this man named Jesus Christ that he could be saved just like it is in our day and in our time. Hey, friend, the only way anybody's getting here is because of the man Christ Jesus tonight. Philip said it's because of him. Hey, it is because of Christ's obedience to the Father that now we have have eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I mean this man was beaten and ripped to shreds for you and for me tonight. And I know that I'm tired tonight and you're tired too. But ain't you glad you got to come out to the house of God and hear about a man who died for you one more time. Hey friend, listen to me. Christ woke up Calvary's hill and his insides are hanging out. Blood is hanging behind him tonight. And he has got our names on his mind. And he just keeps He might have told him tonight that it was the man Christ Jesus who showed her the government to be set upon one of these days. Oh, what a day. Then I bet he traced the steps through Calvary how he's beaten for this eunuch. Philip took the opportunity to tell this man about Christ. I hate to stop here, but I'm going to have to. But just like Philip took the opportunity to tell this man about Jesus, Here's where God stopped me. Why don't you take the opportunity to tell somebody to Think about it. 
We're living in the last days. Philip was not going to miss the chance to tell this man. But tonight, hard truth, I wonder just how many chances we have missed in life to tell somebody about Christ. Friend, I bet Philip saw this man and saw that he had a soul. You know, so many times I fail to realize people have souls. Some people can aggravate the fool out of me, but they still got a soul. They still are going to spend eternity in heaven or in hell. Friend, he opened his mouth. He proclaimed Jesus Christ. That's where we fail the most lots of times. We're given lots of opportunities. But tonight, maybe the next time we're given one, let's try to see them like they have a soul, like Philip saw this eunuch. Friend, you and I have tonight something greater than a needle. Something greater than a bottle. We have the greatest thing ever given unto man. You know, at Christmas, this is just fits right in here. At Christmas, we take the opportunity to receive gifts, don't we? Pretty easy, ain't it? You take it and unwrap it and look and say thank you. But so many times, that's the only time we take the opportunity to give. Think about it a minute. We've got the greatest gift ever known to man. When's the last time that we've took it out of here and shared it with somebody else? Say, preacher, it's been a while. Don't you think it's time we arise? Remember the Bible said, go to the ant, thou sluggard. Let's go out and share about how people can be saved and go to heaven. Listen, friend, uh, it's just us tonight. The queers can sure share all over TV. They're everywhere. In Disney movies. But yet, we sit up quite a Friend, tonight, if we could see folks that are down in hell, if we could hear them screaming tonight, if we could hear them begging for one more chance to get saved, you know what we do? We might not even have church tonight. We went door knocking. Friend, when's the last time that we have shared the gospel? of Christ with somebody. God help us to see people as He sees them. Think about us when we were lost and out in sin. God saw us. And He didn't kick us to the curve. He went on up Calvary for us and died. We was in a mess, wasn't we? Half the time I'm still in a mess. But I'm glad I ain't what I used to be because of what he's done for me. But when's the last time that we've just shared him? Just told somebody. My mind always takes me back to that man on the cane in food line. I'm trying to close. I'll never ever forget that. I know I've shared it here before. Old man, walking on a cane. Here I am. I've got two legs. 
I'm good to go. I can probably run half a mile if I have to and walk the rest if I have to. Here's this man happy. And he looks that running part of the I'm but here's this, here's this man on this Canadian. Happy. Just telling everybody up through the line, I'm going to tell you God's been good to me. That does something to me. Little Chris Cox. Most of y'all know him. He's preached here a couple times. So he recalls he can't walk. He crawls his way to the altar. I'll never forget this. We are traveling down the road, and the streets of Boone, college kids, are on the street. Chris Cox rolls down his window and he starts preaching Christ. And then he rolls it up and he looks at me and he said, Lord, I'm God, I hope somebody heard that. <laughs> That'll light you fire for you. If they can tell folks, don't you think we can? Really? Don't you think we can? Let's all stand tonight. I'm done. held you a little bit longer tonight. I had a long way to go. Oh, no.